Clancy Pasta Presents Underneath the Lemon Tree Written by J. Guzman, 59 I'd awoken from a nightmare. No, a nightmare would not challenge reality. This was different. Up until now, I could not unravel what reality was. I couldn't even tell if I had awoken into the reality I had previously known or into a new reality that the inner works of my mind had reimagined. Was I really awake, or was I ever even awake at all? Life seems absolute until you are forced to question it, and this I was. Had I been born to just experience rather than to live one single life? And if so, had I been reborn to experience a new way of approaching consciousness? A new way to approach the life that had buried me alive, up until just the brim of my nose was able to peek out of the depression I had fallen into, just enough to gasp for air. Haul myself out of bed, drive to class, pretend to learn, eat ramen, sleep. Going through the motions of a stale life was routine, as each day continuously crushed me like a garbage compactor, exhausting my flesh and bones into a cardboard cutout. This was my uneventful life. It had sucked the marrow out of my bones, gargled it in its mouth, and spewed it right back out onto me in the form of failing grades, meaningless romances, and aimless actions. The marrow burnt like acid and for the past few weeks it had been eating away at what was left of me like termites feasting on wood, steadily eradicating my will to live. That is, until a few hours ago. The time was 12.48pm. I had been laying underneath a lemon tree as streaks of daylight would refract off of the damp leaves and settle like snowflakes touching land onto my forehead. Through the breaks in between the branches, I could see clouds floating across the baby blue sky. As I stared deep into the clouds, I noticed that they were warping inwards and being swallowed by themselves until they vanished out of sight. I thought nothing of this curiosity, at least not until I had glanced over the bowl of ramen that I had only taken a few bites out of. The noodles had gone dry and the soup was gone. The sweltering sun had absorbed their moisture in a matter of seconds. Or had it been minutes? Or hours? All sense of time had been undone. Rather than time being linear, it was now tangled, like when earphone wires dangle inside of your pocket. I cannot tell if time had always been forward, or if it existed in a backwards variant as well. My hand touched down on the patches of grass as I pushed against them to stand up. I walked a few meters from my backyard all the way to the back door entry of my house, and then, blank, pitch black, nothingness. The walk from there to my room had been long forgotten, and I did not know how much time had passed or if anything had happened in between. I did not have any recollection of what had happened after I had taken a step through that entryway. When I had finally tightened a grip, I was no longer at the entryway of my backyard, but rather I was now on my bed. My mind had gone empty and being in my room was like being in deep dark cave and having no sense of direction due to the darkness and unfamiliarity. Both my time and space were now extinguished. This was when I started to question my reality, 
and all the little that I had ever known. I turned on my phone to check the time, and it was now 3.05pm. My heart had started to race, as I knew that I still had no control over my consciousness or anything that this reality had given me. But had I ever had control in the first place? I slipped my phone underneath a brown cotton blanket, and then reached for it a moment later, attempting to test time. As I uncovered the blanket, the phone had disappeared, and I felt throughout my jean pockets in case I had misplaced it, but it was not there. I then recovered the spot in which my phone was set with the blanket, and uncovered it again, and there it was, vibrating from multiple texts. Matter. The last thing missing from the trinity of time and space was that of matter. My phone shouldn't have been able to disappear like it just had, but all the rules of reality had now been thrown out the window, and there were no rules set in this one anymore. I had turned on my phone once more, and, to my dismay, the time had gone backwards. It now read 2.47pm. At this point in time, I was still relatively calm, just quite confused more than anything. That is, until the absolute worst could have happened. A memory. One that should not have been mentioned, but my best friend, Wilbert, had been freaking out about everything that had occurred. He was more confused than I was, and through this confusion, the memory of our late friend, Henry, had erupted from the depths we had thought we had sealed the memory beneath. It was like an unwanted weed shooting up by forcing through the concrete. We both knew that he too had gone through this illusion before his death, and our guess was that he had not taken it so lightly, and his mind had wavered. About two months ago, around 6am, he had disappeared from the house and had left all of his belongings at home, including his keys and wallet. What was even more unusual about his disappearance was that he had not used the front door. Instead, he had shattered the glass door to go through the backyard and left running towards the fields. We had spent nearly the entire day searching for him, that is, until the news had made its way towards us. There was a report that a young man that had appeared to be around the age of 24 had been run over by a tractor at 6.43 a.m. and had died on impact. Our hearts instantly dropped, and our hopes had been met by an iron wall. We rushed to the police station to try to get more information the following day, and as soon as Henry's name left the officer's mouth, that iron wall plastered us flat on the ground. This memory had been brought up by Wilbert as he turned around and asked, Henry, Henry died. Did it happen? The distraught that pained his face could have been enough to cause my heart to crumble like a pastry. It did, huh? I had not thought about his death in over three weeks, and just with those few words, chaos had entered. First, the hyperventilation. My eyes had widened and circled the room. I still to this day do not know what I was seeking. Maybe answers? The paintings that had decorated my walls had begun to feel sinister. They dragged from canvas to wall and rushed towards me. Once they reached me, I could feel the toxins of the paint curl around my tongue until they eventually slithered down my throat. There was a clump of paint clogging anything from entering or exiting. I leaped to my feet and backed out of my room in a state of panic. Each step backwards felt like I was walking through clay, heavy 
and dense. This did not coincide well with my desperate one of escape. My right foot finally came down, but I was not in the hallway that I was supposed to be in. Instead, I was on the beige tile flooring of my kitchen. It was as if time had skipped again and plummeted me into a new location. The gears in my brain were rotating at incomprehensible speeds as it attempted to puzzle everything together. They turned and cranked until coming to a halt from the tension that spurred. I snapped. It was no longer confusion, it was much more than that now. My vision had blurred and undulated as if a filter of waves had invaded my sight, causing me to go into vertigo. I tried to grab a hold of anything near me to keep my balance, but all was useless. I dropped to my knees as my mouth gaped open and nausea clawed in my throat. My stomach began to contract with violence. I thought that the clump of paint would be the one exiting my body, but instead two long noodles from the ramen that I had eaten earlier were being pulled down by an unknown force. Then with those two came another four, each descending at the pace of an asthmatic snail. It was at this moment that I had realized Oxygen and I had been in a relationship the entire time and I had now been longing for her. Where was she? Would she ever return? It lasted up to maybe 30 seconds, but during those 30 seconds I could not breathe at all. I had managed to get back up on my two feet and had begun to walk back towards my room. I bounced from wall to wall inside of the hallway and then was met by the sound of water pellets slamming against the shower wall. The shower head was running, but the door was wide open, and the light was beaming out of the doorway. I could not overcome my curiosity as I peered through the door. There were hand marks on the shower walls as they smeared tainted blood from top to bottom. The blood trailed down towards the shower drain. However, it would just sit there in a puddle rather than being dragged down with the water. I broke down. I broke down as images of Henry rushed through my mind just like the water that rushed down the drain. They did not flow like a movie, but instead they flashed like images that a paparazzi had taken, and my eyes had flashed through the images in a synchronic manner. My eyeballs were jerking behind my eyelids, and my body convulsed with an aggression that I could not control. Eventually, I crawled out of the bathroom like a hermit crab until I was able to reach my bed in the next room. I lifted myself up and laid down as chills raced down my spine. I felt cold, but my body was burning. I wrapped myself in the blanket as my shivers grew more intense, and then as I calmed, I checked the time. It was 3.05pm. I covered my phone and uncovered it again. It was 2.47pm. Wilbert's head pivoted towards me as he muttered. Henry, Henry died. Did it happen? It did, huh? Hyperventilation, paint clogging my throat, heavy steps, time skip, vertigo, nausea, vomit, inability to breathe, blood covering the shower walls, seizure. Over and over again, there was no stop to this. At about the sixth go, my eyes had become bloodshot and everything had numbed. Losing breath was now the norm. Vomit was not so extravagant as it was before, 
and the seizures that followed was part of the routine. And again, 2.47 p.m. Life seemed so absolute until you were forced to question it, and this I was. Panic arose as I began to think that this would never end. Was I even alive anymore, or had I been thrown into limbo? Was this life after death for those who had sinned? I had sinned. I had sinned. I had sinned. I'd awoken. From a nightmare. No, a nightmare would not challenge reality. This was different. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed tonight's story. If you did, make sure to check out more of the author's work in the episode description and go to youtube.com slash clancypasta to hear new episodes first. And if you'd like your story featured in an episode, feel free to email it to clancypastastories at gmail.com. You can always get your creepy cool merch at teespring.com slash stores slash clancypastastore. And I hope you all have a great night. Cheers. <laughs>